Who am I? Well, I'm Simon Scholes. I am the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media. Now, that could be video, animation, aerial work, short-form video, graphics, animations, cinemagraphs, 3D GIFs, all sorts of different types of stuff that can be created to help your brand stand out. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business was necessarily in a position to have a regular content created for them. But as we all know, social media is about consistency, is about putting your regular message out there for people to consume and get value from. So how could I help those people still have that relevance on social media, which is so important right now? Everybody during break time, picks these things up and, and goes for it and starts reading content, whether it's on the news or social media. So how could I help those people create more content so that we're still relevant on social media rather than just posting once a month or maybe once a year? So I came up with a process that was stuff I'd been talking about for years. I took some bits and pieces from other people that they'd been speaking about that I'd talked about as well, bastardized it a bit and called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon, which was amazing. Thank you very much for buying it. If you don't have a copy already, it's like 99p. It's bargain basement stuff, uh, but filled with loads and loads of advice and help to get you started on your content creation journey. It takes you through from marketing planning to podcasting and all the stuff that happens in between as well. So if you're interested in that, you can go and download it on the link in the section below. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. And uh, today is no different. I want to get you on that content creation journey, but we're going to talk a little bit about big word at the moment for most brands and businesses, which happened in the first lockdown, which was pivoting. So many people were told to pivot and change what they do and that kind of stuff and it's it's good for some and it's not good for others it doesn't work for everybody and um, what i want to talk to you about it on is a bit of a marketing aspect it's um, a brand i've spoken about a lot over the last like four or five years a brand i've seen kind of decline and not really make the changes that they need to make even though they've said they're going to make the changes they need to make um it's a brand that's in the news today and it's a brand that has made its first loss to the city in 94 years today because sales of clothing within their brand has slumped during lockdown and this is purely because they have not reinvented themselves as a brand m&s are way behind now they do have their online shop and they do do some really cool stuff but when it comes to their clothing their marketing is eons behind other brands who are way ahead of them with online sales brands like monsoon or brands like debenhams even or brands like h&m they might be lower brands and the style of m&s but M&S are just aiming at the wrong marketplace in my mindset. And I've seen this for years now, and I've been saying it over and over and over again, um, that they get it so right with their food. If you look at their food content, it is absolutely spot on. It's amazing. It's sleek. It's professional. And then you go to their clothing content, and it's just not aimed at anybody because 
they're aiming at an older market. They know that market probably aren't using social media or not using it as much. So they don't really put the effort into the content. They get models to model content and clothing, but it, it's just, it doesn't blow you away what they're creating. And if there's any brand out there, I believe needs to pivot themselves to a slightly younger marketplace to appeal to the next generation it's this brand right here, M&S. And you need to like, kind of look at yourself as a brand, as a business. If you are scared of using social media, if you're scared of going online, which is how it feels with M&S, when you look at their clothing brand, it really feels like they're just scared about taking that step and going, we're going to pivot ever so slightly and change the brand a little bit. If you're scared about doing that, then you need to just take a deep breath and potentially just take that step. There was a saying that my friend used to always say to me when I was first looking at leaving my full-time job, and it was, look, you know how to swim. I was like, well, yeah. He says, well, you stood on the edge of the swimming pool, but you got a blindfold on. You just got to push yourself into that water and hope there's enough water there for you to swim in. And that's kind of how it comes to with pivoting. You, you, you don't know for sure how much water's in the pool. You know you're not going to hurt yourself by jumping in. But you know you can swim. You know you can do what you do for a living. So you just got to take that step into the swimming pool, hope there's enough water in there, and start swimming. And whether you start doggy paddling at first and then you're an Olympic-class swimmer later on down the line, it doesn't matter, but you know you can swim. You know you can do what you can do. So if you are a brand or a business and you're really scared about using social media, you just got to take that step. So many people get caught up on things like perfection and worried about having content created that's absolutely ideal for their brand, for the business. If the message and the value you are giving within your content is enough, your audience then it doesn't matter if what you are putting out is filmed on a potato or if you're taking a photograph and it's not the most perfect framing it's nice if you can have perfect stuff and if you as a brand you can afford to pay for an agency to come in and help you and take those photographs or take those videos that's great but if you don't have the budget then you have to do it yourself and you cannot get caught up on perfection. You cannot get caught up on being scared on putting this stuff out because if you're not communicating, nobody can hear what you've got to say. Another one of my cliches. So please, if you come off the back end of this live broadcast and you are sat there right now and you're watching, and you're going, you know what? I am. I'm scared. I'm scared about hitting post on that blog. I'm scared about hitting live on that particular piece of video content that's been sat on youtube for the last god knows how long i am scared about putting that podcast out it doesn't just hit that button put it out because that piece of content being there and talking to people is far more powerful than it not talking to anybody whatsoever there are a lot of people out there who will tell you you've got to get it perfect it's got to be right and that comes further down the line. If you do not have the budget or the skill set to make what you've got perfect, then just put out what is going to be still giving value, what is still going to be talking to people. I know a lot of people who put out video content. This is a prime example. This is not perfect. This is not ideal. I have a, I'm, a ring light above me right now. I've had to black out the windows. I've got cardboard up against the windows and stuff like that um, to try and stop as much light coming in. There's my bed behind me. This is not an ideal setting, 
for a live video or for any form of video content from a visual agency. But I know the value I am giving you right now is far more important than the fact that I have a home sweet home pillow behind me and that might be putting you off. I doubt it very much. So please get over the perfection idea. It's great to be able to have wonderful lighting, a nice background, a great set design, all that kind of stuff. But we're not all in that situation. We're not all in a place where that is absolutely possible. So putting out content that is maybe looking imperfect, but the context of the content is 100% perfect, that's good enough value you've got to give is far more important so don't get scared don't get scared about pivoting don't get scared about pivoting into doing social media as a brand as a business don't get scared like m&s are right now and find yourselves in that situation a few years down the line where you've said you're going to do everything but you've not really done it just you've got to take that first step you've got to start doing it and if anybody knows like the management, the CEOs, the board at M&S, please point them in my direction. I've been talking about the fact that they will slump for years. I said about them dropping out of the the footsie about three years ago. I said they're getting all wrong with their content ages ago. I've said they need to pivot their brand about two years ago. That content's all online for people to see, and it's not great. It doesn't feel good to be right because people will probably lose their jobs because of the situation. But they could have saved that situation. They could save the brand um, just by pivoting slightly, changing who they are slightly. They've done it with their food. Everybody loves their food content. And for a brand who has over a million people following them on Instagram and they post something on their clothing part of the Instagram and then you get maybe two or 3,000 likes, it shows there's something seriously wrong. Anyway. As always, we now move on into your questions. If you've got any questions whatsoever about social media, about video, about content, whatever it might be, stick them into the comments and I will go through as many of them as I can do today before we end the stream. Uh, If you don't have any questions, that's fine. If you're scared to put your hand up, that's absolutely fine as well. You could drop me an email if you prefer. Uh, My email address is scrolling across the bottom of the screen as we speak. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's in the description box below the podcast where you can go click on my email and drop me an email instead. So if you don't want your question to be seen by everybody else because you think it might be stupid, no question is ever stupid. But if that's how you feel, drop me an email and we can have a chat that way instead. I just want to help you get on that content creation journey. Start making content for your brand. Start putting your name out there, especially going into this second lockdown. It's going to be even more important for brands, for businesses, for people to be talking about them because we don't know how long this lockdown is actually really going to last. Yes, they've said December. Let's be realistic about this and expect it to go on for longer. Okay, right. Questions. Anyway, let's have a look. Where we go? So, um, first, actually, one major thing. Today, I was meant to be talking to, to somebody, and that person, unfortunately, wasn't able to make this live, but we're going to hopefully get them on in a future live. Um, they're from a charity, really interesting guy to chat to. Um, so fingers crossed we can get them on in a future live, um, maybe even on Friday. We'll see. Anyway, going on to your questions. So this one came through from Jack, uh, who uh, put this question out on Twitter, and he was asking, how do I gain trust with businesses? I'm 18 years old and trying to start a digital marketing and media company. Um 
and so I've I've only gone back to Jack on Twitter, um, but I I think this is quite a useful question because a lot of people, because they use social media, think they are experts. I'm not saying Jack is not an expert, but just because you use digital marketing or use digital media does not make you an expert. I would not say I am a hundred percent learned expert. I am always learning new things. Why I get different people on the broadcast to chat to them and learn from them because you never know what they might know and you don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm always learning. So number one, I would continue to learn more and more as much as you can, Jack. I also asked him how much value is actually given. How much stuff is he putting out there for free for people to consume? Now, I know there's a lot of coaches out there who are completely against giving free stuff, but you don't have to give everything away to be able to give free advice. My book, I gave away for free for the entire period of the first lockdown because it was filled with advice that I know people could go and get absolutely anywhere for free. So why would I not give my book away for free at that period of time where I wanted to try and help more and more people? And it's why it's like dirt cheap now, because I want to help as many people as possible start creating content, get creating content, start putting stuff out there. So I would also suggest, Jack, you put out as much value as you possibly can do in your area of expertise. The other thing is proof in the pudding. So I practice what I preach. I put out regular content. I'm regularly live. I'm regularly repurposing this content. I put out regular content across all the social media platforms that I possibly can do. Uh, and I'm going to try and up my game even more so during lockdown. So that's another thing you've got to start doing is practicing what you preach. And if you don't have any case studies, if you've never had any clients, the next step for you is to probably reach out to a few businesses who you see are struggling with their social, with their digital marketing. And as much as I am completely against giving away for free, what you want to do is sit down and agree something with them so that you can get some really great content out of it. Agree that you will do X, Y, and Z for them for a period of time. But during that period of time, you're able to film the meetings that you're in with them so that you're learning about their brand. You're able to film the process that you go through creating content for them. You're able to show people what you've put out for them because if you're going to do this for free, then you need to be doing something out of it. And then you can create video content at the end of doing those two businesses and show the case studies of, I took their Twitter from zero to a thousand in no time at all. And this is how I did it. I helped them with their Instagram. I showed them how to create video content. I showed them how to do a podcast, all those different things. I helped them with their funnel marketing, whatever it might be you can then use that case study and really show it off and help people see what it is that you're capable of. Um, and I think that's probably a really powerful way for you to go into businesses is to be able to have those case studies so you can go, look, yes, I'm young, but that doesn't mean I can't do what I say I can do. And here's proof that I can do what I can say I can do. Oh, and by the way, I do it for myself as well. And here's a third case study as a level of proof to show you I do what I do. And it's why we're talking right now, because I got you into my funnel. I saw that you were consuming my content. And so I contacted you to arrange a meeting. That kind of stuff is really powerful. And um, so definitely 100% start creating content for yourself, that kind of thing. And look at doing some case studies. And um, like I say, I hate, suggesting anybody does anything for free but if you're going to get a lot out of it and you don't have those case studies in the first place definitely take advantage of it 
Okay, let's have a quick peek. See if anybody's uh, dropping in with any questions at the moment. Um, here we go. Righty ho. Um, right. Okay. So um, I don't know which are the right platforms to use. Um, there's lots of conflicting info out there. Uh, what do you think? Okay. So you have to just be putting content out everywhere. However, and I'm going to give a huge caveat on this. Who is your avatar? I have gone back on this over and over again for the last, well, what are we now into November? 11 months. I've been talking about it for way before that as well, but on these lives, um, good 10, 11 months I've been doing these. Um, you need to know who your avatar is. If you don't know who your ideal client is, who your customer is, who they are, what they like, what sex they are, where they live in the world, all those important things, then how are you ever meant to create content that's actually going to appeal to them? Once you know who your avatar is, then you can create that content that appeals to them. But also, you know where they're hanging out so that you know if your ideal customer is a 15-year-old who loves slime, then there's a chance they're not going to be on LinkedIn. They're probably going to be on TikTok or Snapchat. So that's where you create most of your content. And then you maybe talk to the parents on things like LinkedIn and say, do your kids make slime? Maybe they could be buying my ingredients to make their own slime, which are organic or whatever it might be, whatever your niche might be on that side of things. But I'm just trying to give you an example of you've got to understand who your customer is. There's absolutely no point in talking to Bob, who's 55, if your client is Helen, who's 27. Because Bob, who's 55, is going to love your content, but go, well, I don't want your product. And Helen, who's 27, isn't going to see your content because she doesn't care about it. So she's not going to consume it. So she's not going to know what you do. So she's going to go to your competitor who is actually talking to her. So you've got to understand who your avatar is. Once you understand who you're talking to, be it Helen, Bob, whatever, whatever it might be, businesses as specific, then once you know who you're talking to, then you can actually direct your content at them and know where they're going to be hanging out. So sit down and work out who your avatar is going to be. And once you know that, then you can move on and go, right, this is where they're hanging out. This is the content they're going to like. This is the content I'm going to create. And then you create it and you put it out on that particular platform. And you put a huge amount of effort into that one particular platform. 70, 75, 80% of your effort needs to go into that one particular platform. But that still leaves you 20% of your social media effort to go elsewhere, to put content out on other platforms, to put your blog onto your website and onto Facebook and onto Medium and onto Tumblr, to put your videos out to Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and LinkedIn, to put your podcast out on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify and Spreaker. Because, yes, LinkedIn's where your audience is, but all these other platforms are available and you never know who might potentially consume content on those platforms. They are all constantly evolving. So don't just poo-poo channel because you feel that's not where your audience is going to be because there's a huge chance that in the next month it will change and they will be. Look at how TikTok massively aged up during the last lockdown globally. It went from kids doing dances to older generations doing dances and then mindset coaches 
talking to you and speaking coaches talking to you and social media coaches talking to you and helping you grow a brand and as a business because the new people consuming content all the time and you would be crazy not to use a platform that is completely free you've paid for your phone you paid for your data you've downloaded the app and you still don't want to find any content out on it crazy it's free use it while it is free um and yeah just make the most of it. So there you go. Um, find out where your audience is, who your audience is, and then go put most of your effort into that one channel and then remove the friction by talking to them on all the other platforms as well. So hopefully that helps. Um, and actually a quick one that's come through because I mentioned I was going to be chatting to a charity. Um, how do we build up the presence of a charity? Um, and so this is what I'm going to be chatting about today. So I'm not going to go too deep into it because we are going to chat about this on a future broadcast. Um but all charities are different. But the main thing, just the same as making a purchase of a product, whatever it may be, is we give money on emotion. So there's always a reason why you want to help give some money or what have you. And it's because they connect emotionally with you. Now, you can't connect emotionally with everybody. That's just not going to happen. So number one, you look at who's given money in the past. And you look at how much those people have given and what demographic they come from. That then becomes your avatar. And then you create content for your avatar specifically. Now, for me, as a charity, I would be 100% saying use social media for everything that you do, but create case studies. Talk to the people you've helped. Whatever type of help it might be, you could be the donkey sanctuary, you could be cancer research, whatever it is, you have helped somebody or something. And so you are able to dive in and then talk to the people connected to that somebody or something and find out how you've helped and connect on the emotions in that particular way. Be it kind of research, made sure that my mum is with me for this Christmas, or can the, the, the donkey sanctuary help save the donkey from cruelty um, and he's now with us and living a happy life whatever it might be there's always a story behind where your money goes it doesn't always go to the big wigs don't get me wrong i know it does sometimes but it doesn't always go to the ceo who creams off a huge amount of money sometimes with smaller charities that's just not the case they just need your money to stay afloat to keep doing what they do so as a smaller charity or any charity, I would say case studies are the way forward. Tell your story and keep telling your story. That's how you're going to connect emotionally with people. Um, yes, it's great to have all these different events that you may do and make sure people know about them on social media. But the way they're going to give money is by connecting with you emotionally. And so case studies have got to be the way forward. Be them video, written, photographical, whatever it might be. Okay, right. I'm going to disappear. Um, I'm going to shoot off and do some work. But thank you very much for joining me today on today's live. Uh, if you are brand new, as always, I'm going to ask you right now, please hit the subscribe button on this particular piece of content, whatever channel you're listening, watching on, be it on the live right now or on the replay in the future. That would be amazing. And if you could hit the share button as well, which will just be around where the subscribe button is, then that would be even better because then your audience can get some value from this piece of content and hopefully they can become part of the community and ask more questions. Um, 
But until Friday, when I'll be back again, not sure what time it is, Daddy Decker, um, I will say thank you very much for watching. Please continue to stay safe. Um, we are in the UK going back into lockdown as of tomorrow. Um, and I know that's going to be very difficult for a lot of people. Um, whoever you might be, I'm always here for you. My email is always open. Uh, hopefully I can help in some way or another. But until Friday, stay safe. Have a good rest of your Wednesday and have a great Thursday as well, even though tomorrow's going to be a bit of a bummer. See you then. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.